I don't want to poop on Celine Dion. Dear listeners, and welcome to another Hey, I've Got an Idea show. That over there is my brother, Mason, overacting Williams. And that over there is my brother, Luke, underachieving Williams. And together, we are going to be the worst buddy cop movie. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, 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 we're a bad, we're bad cops. I, I, I love, I've seen various variations on this bit, but I love, like, he's a detective focused on revenge. She's a rookie cop who only cares about the rules. Together they are fucking fired. They're the worst cops. <laughs> yeah, really, really not good. Yeah, yeah, no. You're a loose cannon. Wait a second. We're not doing a cop movie. What are we doing this week? What are we do? What are we doing? I'm going to ask you. Me? Yeah. I'm going to act all confused like I don't know which camera to look at. <laughs> okay. Wait, well, is it over, uh, is it well, over hey here? there, Luke, brother of mine. What we're going to do this week is invent on our invention podcast. We are going to invent the next great movie that's so bad it's good yes it's it's a bad movie bad movie but it's a good movie bad all right let me just uh let me just try and do you a a, a good good cold read here for my my script all right here we go okay Uh, but mason how do how do you i'm gesturing with my arm here how how do you uh, know that we will be able to make a movie together. Why, it's simple, Luke. Uh, you know how a movie needs a script. A, a script? Nobody has time for a script. We can make a script easy enough. I don't. A movie. I don't needs... know. Hang on. I don't know if yeah. we're connecting fully on like what it is. What's what the bit is here? Like I, <laughs> it's it's actually kind of hard to bad act in the audio only medium because I only have the like stilted pausing and stuttering to work with. I don't have yeah, any body language. Please imagine us like staring off in the wrong direction. Right, right. Like or we, gesturing unnaturally or not at all. It's not lack of chemistry. It's like doesn't know what a chemistry is at it's all. Like, I'm, I'm looking at you, but I'm clearly looking at like your collarbone but, or possibly the page of a script behind you. But I said the words that you told me to say. I don't know what more you want from me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so good bad movie. Uh I did happen to watch hilariously, completely unrelatedly of this uh of this podcast. I did happen to watch the like compilation video of like uh best bad death scenes. Nice. You know, like the garbage day from Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 and the they're eating her and then they're going to eat me. Oh my god, from Trolls 2. Yeah. Uh and all those and they're wonderful. Like there's, <laughs> they're so gratuitous and weird. Um, but here's the thing: for a good bad movie, uh, you need like what are the cri- What's the criteria for this? Also, I I gotta say I don't even know if Definition Bot can really help us for this yeah, one. Yeah, I don't think Definition Bot is going to be our go-to here. Yeah. Uh, I think perhaps what we might want to do instead is go to your other robot, Schmoogle, yeah. and see if we can find a list of bad movies that are like cult classics, you know, like The Room, that sort of thing. Okay. And then once we have that list, we'll figure out what they have in common. Seem Sounds good to me. Hey, Schmoogle, what's a list of good bad movies? Thank you.
I found seven on the website Theringer.com. Here are the first four. Idle Hands, Good Bad Score, 43.2, Rotten Tomatoes, 16%, Less Than Pre Greater Than, Slash Pre Greater Than, Single Quote Lionheart, Single Quote dot GBS, 45.1, RT, 33%. Okay, okay stop. It, it got too hard to read. Is what I'm also, getting. why would you say I have a list of seven? Here's the first four. Yeah, like that's that's weird. Why would you not like either give me the first one or give me all seven? Like, don't give me like don't tease me eight percent. Like, why? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Um, okay, let's let's talk about a couple of of good bad movies then. Okay. Okay. What is your experience with watching? watching these kinds of movies like what are some that you know you've seen that you can list off uh that sort of fall into this category and we'll see like where our communal uh understanding of this lies okay uh well i would say that a good bad movie like the experience of it is you have to believe that the people making the movie thought that they were either completely cashing in and bullshitting or that they were trying to make a great work of art and failed. If someone is trying to make a bad movie on purpose, it doesn't have the same energy, which makes our job of attempting to make a bad movie on purpose much more difficult. Mm-hmm. This is what, This was one of my main concerns of uh of this it's like how will this be possible at all but let's let's double back on that in in a little bit continue also i would say that a good bad movie will feature lines of dialogue that make no sense uh plot points that make no sense character motivations that make no sense extremely bad acting uh perhaps technical flubs like you know leaving the coffee cup in the background of the fantasy sequence whatever Mm -hmm. uh but in order to make it an enjoyable bad movie watching experience one of the technical faults that the movie should not have is a very long boring sequence that is just incredibly tedious to get through because then nobody is going to want to continue watching like you want to watch a sequence of bad things you don't want to wait to watch a bad thing i agree to a point i think that there is a forgivable amount of time for something like that like oh yeah yeah now if it's long enough that it's funny how long it is then that's that's fine like if you for example apropos of nothing cut into a character doing a five minute explanation of their day and there's it's absolutely mundane it's not them telling a funny story but it's just them just describing the errands they had to do or whatever you haven't seen this character before just you know seeing them for a second and and five minutes of boring conversation go by and then like you know a steamroller runs them over and they're dead and everything they mentioned has nothing to do with anything the gratuity of that is very funny to me right like that is like oh you just wasted our time yeah yeah also i think there is a point at which tedium or monotony can become funny for its own sake like i'm thinking of the classic uh family guy peter falls down and hits his shin you know what that is actually as much as i hate to hold family guy up as any sort of uh bastion of anything yeah. That is an iconically extended gag, right? That is yes. the one. And and like the timing of it is perfect because it's just long enough that it's funny for a half second, then tedious, then right as it becomes funny again at how tedious it is, that's when the scene ends. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's another little proposal for you, okay? Mm-hmm. Just different kind of comedic energy. Okay. Okay. So you got... You got this sort of timing of jokes. You got your sort of timing of, say, a jump scare. Right? Yeah. Where the point is you have your little bit of suspense. You have your your quick moment of uncertainty. And then, you know, whatever happens after that, 
you don't necessarily need to come down from it. A jump scare can be like a hard cut to a next scene or whatever, so long as it yeah. takes you by surprise. But they, it essentially can also work in like basically like the Vine format, right? It can be a funny sort of jump scare where the eight seconds long or whatever of media it like if the last half a second cuts something off or introduces a new thing you don't have enough time to figure out and by the end of that it's too late because it's either looped back to the beginning or moved on to the next one if it's a fine compilation like we're talking about a new sort of uh delivery right like that yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't okay, exist okay. before Here, that. here's the thing this is actually something that i saw literally an hour before we started recording All right um Vine, of course, famous for being very short. Now that Vine is gone and like TikTok is not the same thing, mm -hmm. people are still doing short video clips in that same Vine style. Mm -hmm. And you can have cutting off something abruptly, usually mid-word, still be sort of the same, have the same sort of energy. So like I watched a video, it was eight seconds long. It didn't need to be eight seconds. It could have been nine seconds. It could be any length. But it's this uh, this person. She's in a car. She's got a cup of Baja Blast from from Taco Bell, mm -hmm. and she looks in the camera and says, mm, "I'm gonna have you know Baja Blast for the first time." And she takes a drink, fairly long drink, like it's it, mm -hmm. it's a pretty long cut. Yeah. And then ha, ah, and she looks into the camera and says, oh, it "Tastes like shit." <laughs> but here's the thing. Yeah. The video cuts halfway through the word shit yes like it's yes shit and then that's when it cuts and like that's actually better like that's a funnier bit i would say because they don't give you the full thing yeah you know what i i don't know how recent this is that that is the new like acceptable like that's landing the punchline better now. I, would, I would actually argue that it's it's as as new as Vine. Like I have, I do not recall seeing that. Yeah, me neither. Prior to twenty fifteen. Huh. Okay. So that that said, let's like work with this energy, okay? Because I'm liking where we're where we're going here. I think that it could potentially be possible to have continuity errors or poor editing. Take this okay. kind of comedy energy and oh, make oh, it oh, look okay, fake. Okay. okay so I, go ahead. I do have one other touchstone that I want to uh, bring on here. Years and years and years and years ago, uh, I was once working at this place where we were, you know, refurbing computer towers. Yeah. And we, of course, had plenty of spare computer hardware. So we had monitors up all over the place and we would play TV shows, movies, whatever. Mm -hmm. And one shift we decided, okay, we're going to watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy over the course of our entire work shift. But the thing is, Lord of the Rings, each of those three movies is three hours. That's nine hours total. Our work shift was like eight. So we wouldn't have had time to watch the entire trilogy. So what we decided to do was play the middle movie at 1.5 speed. And having watched the entirety of a Lord of the Rings movie at 1.5 speed, it's very funny. <laughs> Because any any act of, of, like, violence or any dialogue, like, that's meant to have a certain dramatic punch, mm -hmm. like, all of a sudden it has a completely different cadence to it. And, like, any any fight scene just looks like abrupt slapstick. It was yeah. very good. Yeah, you know, I can picture it. I, I Like, I know kind of what you're talking about, that just gravity is a little sillier if it goes faster. I mean, that basically is, like, uh, the Buster Keaton, Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. Like, that slightly sped up look. It does become more slapsticky if they hit the ground faster kind of thing. Okay, so let me... Uh, oh, and uh, you know what? Uh, in the news recently, there was this doctored clip of Nancy Pelosi, yes, right? Yes, there was. And it was... It was slowed down. It made her look drunk and kind of silly, right? Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this question. Let's say we take a good movie, even a classic movie, a movie that is very, very good, like, or or at least very well-known, very popular. Let's say, let's say Titanic. Kay. Take Titanic. We got Kate Winslet. We got Leo DiCaprio. We got a big boat that's going down. We got Billy Zane. It's fantastic. Yeah. But then we go into the editing room and our tools are 
either A, cut off a scene a half second before it should, like mid-sentence, so that you get that sort of punch, uh, you know, too soon. Right. Or speed up slow down footage so that serious fight scenes look, you know, abrupt and slapsticky or scenes that are supposed to be serious and imperious and, you know, imposing actually just look sort of woozy and drunk. Like we all know from Titanic the best scene is the dude hitting the propeller. How much better <laughs> could, how much more comedic could we make that if you like speed it up or slow it down or cut the scene at just the right place? Uh okay. Here's what I'll say to that. I like the I like the idea, but it does sound like honestly for my bang for my buck, if I wanted to make it just straight funny, uh, I'm like, well, why not just kind of make a YouTube poop out of it and like try and find the parts that you could make funnier by through through just repetition and all these other things, right? I, I don't want to. I, wanna, I, 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 don't I know. I know. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I don't want to poop on it. No, you, I know you don't want to poop on it. I don't want to <laughs> poop on Celine Dion. If you if you like it, then you should have put a poop on it is that is that the is that is that is, okay is that no wait, wait i need you to acknowledge yeah no i acknowledge i acknowledge the uh the poop okay so no here's 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 my my idea okay what if we did a re-edit of titanic uh-huh. in the style of of memento <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay okay <laughs> Okay, now can we do a re-edit in the style of Memento where it's like flashbacks going backwards, maybe have a voiceover to help tie it all together. It's like, oh, you're probably wondering why I'm here. Well, let me explain. It actually happened earlier. And can we make it so that Leonardo DiCaprio is not the main protagonist? Like, can we make Billy Zane the good guy if we edit it just right? I bet we could. You know one other thing that could make it work like just stitched together perfectly is yeah. you remember uh you remember Kung Pao how uh he edited himself in yes as the as the main actor and they they had to make that work by edit like all that CG and whatever um yeah. if you could edit in a new version of Leo that instead of taking all of these opportunities for comedy instead of doing that just played it almost exactly the same, but as things are going back in time and he keeps forgetting everything that just happened, there's just a few more shots of bewilderment. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and can we like have the framing device instead of it being the old woman describing, you know, her life, we, we cut that out mm-hmm. and instead we, we have, I don't know, just just some reason why this character who died, maybe he's in in heaven and he's trying to explain at the pearly gates to St. Peter. No, 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 I was a good person. Here, let me explain. I can to- I can totally oh, explain. Oh, some like additional scenes uh that will yeah, like help stitch the narrative together. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and I do like the idea of like one of the characters just saying or doing something that is you know, perfectly normal in the context of the movie Titanic. But then in this scene, we just have our Leo stand and stare at them for like two seconds as if to say like, wait, what? You know, oh, yeah. you don't understand. I have to marry Billy Zane. And he just sort of got, uh, but, um, but you, but we together just did the, yeah. Um, huh, I wonder. We really made a mess of that Model T. <laughs> Also, it's have condoms sticky. been invented? I, I don't forget. know. I I don't think he's bathed. No, like, I don't, he's it, po- he's a poor. He's so. poor. In that time, nah. He maybe got to find some like discarded soup from the opulent and just <laughs> and he bathed. In he soup. bathed in some rich guy's minestrone. <laughs> where the guy where it's like he was like i'm gonna say ministranoni ministranoni uh, I'm, no I'm, to I'm that i'm gonna go i i'm gonna go in the other direction i'm gonna say min yes tree because i like ministroni and i like my men to smell like it so okay so i i see one man's trash is another man's treasure this is one man's Absolutely. You can Trash throw Leo soup. into the dumpster. I will fish him back out and have sex with him in a Model T. Yes. Gotcha. That would be a different movie. That would be a very different movie. Mm-hmm. 
okay, we did our bit on on Titanic. Do we actually want to try and flesh that out? Because I mean, it's cool to steal. Uh, but honestly, I'm wondering if we can like keep no, delving no, no, no. into I, what I, I want to do a something good, a little yeah. more unique. Um, oh, okay, okay, hold up. So let's talk about uh the bad horror movie too, because a lot yes. of them don't actually hold up too well because there's usually some very silly kind of monster at the center of it. Oh, and... oh okay, okay. Question, question. Yeah, I would say a disproportionate number of bad low budget amateur movies a disproportionate number of them are horror would you agree i i know of that genre of which you speak and yes it does seem pretty prevalent i mean it's not like it's impossible for uh bad action movies to exist like yeah like all those like weird ninja things from the 90s if you look at the population of movies that are so bad they're good cult classic let's watch this and laugh at it because it's so bad and then you compare to the crop of movies that are in theater on any given friday night you are going to see a greater proportion of horror movies in the so bad it's good pile i i I believe so i uh... so why is that I think there's a culture surrounding the, like, excitement of wearing a rubber suit, of crafting something that's, like, you know, it's all well and good to get people together to to, to read off a script, but if you... I think, like, there's an overlap in the Venn diagram of, uh, on the one side, there's the people who are invested in making anything... And on the other side, there's the people that are shitty at making movies because of whatever poor filmmaking, poor acting, whatever. And so in the middle of that, where they want to just churn out anything, but it it they're also bad at it, they're probably at least thinking, well, like, let's at least make it fun. Like, no, very rarely in these so bad it's good types of movies are we looking at Oscar bait you know dramedies because that's just not as fun so if the things aren't landing or they're not working it's just boring or forgettable horror movies are underrepresented at the oscars i would say like when you think of oscar bait movies like name a horror movie that won an oscar I i know this is not one that i'll be able to answer but for sure, some movie movie snob snob type people like will be able to list off a handful because there's probably a handful. But oh sure, but, sure. N- I, but I, under I'm, I'm confident that there are some movies in the horror genre that are Oscar worthy. Yeah, but I'm just saying underrepresented. That yes, that's not what you see. Uh, didn't Get Out do really well? Like I I don't think it got an Oscar, but I think it got didn't get like best director or something. Well, and it, if if it didn't, it should have because. Yeah. I, I was going to do a bit about being superficially super woke, but I'm not going to do that bit because I, okay. I don't want to be. Well, we did. We didn't. We that. did sort of glaze over. Like I did kind of hand you the movie snob bit that we talked about before we started recording. Yeah. Uh, you know that bit? You want to do, do that bit? I uh, I actually don't. <laughs> okay. Well, fuck you. I'm going to do it. Okay, oh, we should have. Yeah. You know what we should have had for this episode, Mason? What's that? Luke? What, we should have had a guest. Oh gosh, if only there were somebody on the internet who reviews bad movies. But um fucking no Ching. That that was the joke we were going to do and I just decided to shit on it. Yeah, so reason. glad I went back. Okay. Hey, you know what? That was a joke that was so bad it was Oh no, no, just still bad. Shit. <laughs> uh, you want you want to go wash the taste of that joke out of your mouth? I do. Uh yeah, let's 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 go do that. Let's go drink some water. Hello there, it's me, Definition Bot. Luke's busy moving microphone stuff around, so this week I'll be doing your watercolor segment. Mason is at Tailstake on Twitter and does the webcomic forward at forwardcomic.com. It's a cool sci-fi future thing. One of the main characters is even a robot like me, so you know it's got to be good. Mason also does the art for Roll to Save at RollToSaveComic.com. Luke is less ashamed on Twitter and does some creative stuff too, which I'll let him describe later. He's very available if you want to collab or give him money. Hit him up.
Here at HIGAI Show we are always taking your suggestions for things we should invent. Head on over to HIGAIShow.com and click submit your suggestion to contribute to the show. That's all for this week. No spectacular new things, but stay tuned for more updates. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, so Luke. Yeah. All right. Let me let me pitch you on this. Like we know that one of the key things of making a a really good bad movie is that the people involved can't know that what they're making is a bad movie. Right. Uh, and there have been like there was an album, uh, for example, uh, years and years ago of this uh, woman. I forget her name, but she was super super bad at singing. And I actually listened to this album on one of my streams. It's terrible. Uh, the whole idea was all of the people involved around her made this album very bad on purpose. Like they sort of screwed her up with the music and so forth. Okay. And they would like have the tempo be slightly off. Okay. And then uh, also uh, they made a bunch of her songs weed references and she didn't uh she didn't pick up on the fact that they were weed references so she's singing about how good her brownies are and isn't aware that it's like a pot brownies okay so uh so yeah so so the concept sounding. is this poor woman doesn't know she's a bad singer but other people are making her be a bad singer so can we engineer something have somebody write a script and like have somebody direct a movie and we tell them the whole way along, yes, this is good, you're a genius, but we are in fact sabotaging them and making them make a bad movie. Alright, well, I don't... I don't... Th I do think that that would be a way to produce that. But in all honesty, I also feel like it's a somewhat cruel exercise. Oh, it's it's a profoundly unethical and cruel and dickish move. I'm not saying it's not. Okay. I'm just saying that if you wanted to make a bad movie on purpose, that might be one of the things that you have to do. I have a possible way to sidestep. Okay, hit me. Okay. There has been many, not many, there has been a few times that you'd see like a comedy sketch that just exists out of the reading of either like Google translate things that have gone passed back and forth and back and forth until oh, it makes yes, nonsense. Yes. Or uh, you, you tell a computer program to just read a whole bunch of this kind of script and then spit out, uh, spit out like the learning algorithm or how it learns how to write that kind of story. Yeah. And so they act that out, but they try to do it sincerely, even though it's not quite lining up. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that's already been done a couple of ways, but getting a computer involved with the decision making will pretty much be able to generate something that's disconnected enough to almost probably be bad, but the rest of the other parts of it might come together well because it could be made by people who somewhat know what they're doing. Okay. Okay. Like, okay. What if you had, here's just, I'm spitballing ideas here. What if you had, uh, eight different learning algorithm bots. Okay. And each of them is taking full on scripts from different sort of themes like say uh one is just doing coen brothers scripts right another okay. one is just doing uh like romantic comedies and another one is just doing horror movies okay and you say okay the three of you bots can spit out uh a full story that would be an amalgamation of all of these uh, once you've previously read, you know, your own creative spin on it. But you make it like, okay, you get the first act, you get the second act, you get the third act. Or you get page one, you get page two, you get page three. So, like, it for sure is not going to line up and, and work. And then the the act of actually making it into a movie is a strong director, a cinematographer, an editor, and actor's. And they have to try and salvage what the script is. 
Okay. I like this. I like the idea of rising to the challenge of being handed garbage and trying to shoot it and act it in such a way that it is compelling. Like, we all know that uh, Morgan Freeman can read the phone book. So presumably Morgan Freeman could also read garbage and make it come out compelling. You, so you kind you of forgot that you sort of kind of forgot the caveat of he can read the phone book and make it sound great. And because if you just left it as Morgan, we all know Morgan Freeman can read the phone book. I assume that's what he does for fun alone. Yeah. Yeah, of course. He just sits at home and just reads it silently to himself, memorizing the phone number. Morgan Freeman famous for reading the phone book. He loves that shit. Yeah. yeah. But go Keeps on. him young. Uh, so yeah, you like, you like the sound of this sort of coming together. Do you, what's your, what, what hesitations do you have? Okay. Uh, you mentioned act structure and I do kind of want to make it act one, act two, act three, maybe act five, we'll make a five act movie. And then as each act has to have upswing, downswing, whatever, we make it the appropriate genre. So, like, our first act could maybe be, you know, feed that bot some comedies or what have you. Mm -hmm. uh, second act is where things start going wrong. So maybe we hit that with a bunch of tragedies or, like, uh, maybe, as as you mentioned, the Coen Brothers movies where things are sort of slightly absurd. Mm -hmm. get, get kind of that kind of thing in there. Third act, sort of rallying and facing the challenge maybe feed that bot uh, some some action movie type stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, fourth act, oh my God, now here's the big downturn. So we feed in a bunch of horror movies and so forth. But then fifth act, we want to turn it around. So we feed it a bunch of fluffy romantic comedies. And we need to find a way to make these scripts, these algorithmically generated scripts, carry over if not plot points, at least characters' names. But, uh, yeah, and then whatever gets churned out from that, then we give it to a director and we say, you have a shit ton of directorial control, my friend, but this is the script from which you are starting. I do like this, because, you know, it's it's very likely going to be a pile of disconnected garbage, but it's it's kind of like a chopped challenge, right? Exactly. Where you got this black box with a bunch of ingredients that aren't supposed to work together, but if you're a good enough cook, you can make it work together. Which, for the record, I really hope I get put in that position sometimes. You know, like it, that, that kind of is just using up what's in the fridge. But yeah, also, here's the thing: which would you rather eat, an amateur's fried chicken who kind of didn't know what they were doing and made shit, mm -hmm. or like a really good genius chef? who had to make dinner out of like chicken nuggets and like anise seeds and a pop right. tart. Like I would rather eat the latter because I know that that chef is going to make something that'll be at least interesting, not to mention safe. Okay. So I got a proposal for how we can move forward with this. Let's okay. for sure bang out the, the, the five, the five acts. Um, and then in the in the spirit of random uh random computer uh generated uh, uh content uh -huh. let's turn it to schmoogle i'll ask schmoogle for uh some random nouns and we'll 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 get it we'll get it done we'll like flub Hell, our way through it yes okay now First, let me just do a test to make sure that Schmoogle is up for the challenge. Okay. okay. Hey, Schmoogle. What's a random name? Collisionous. Adjective. Dark and misty. Okay, that was an adjective. <laughs> Which is good, because it was a random one. Collisionous. Well, I mean, dark, misty. Uh, misty. Okay, misty, dark. sure. We can, we can work with that. We can work yeah. with misty. Misty is our, like, main... Female? Female. Missy would be a female name usually, yes. Yes. Well, I'm not just going to default to what Pokemon tells me here. I'm just, you know. Okay, so we got Misty. And uh, so, okay, you know what? 
I think this is going to work. But let's bang out what those five genres are going to be. One okay, more time okay. from the top. Okay, so we want our first act to introduce us to Misty to see what's going on in her life. We don't need to hit her with the big heavy thing yet. So I'm thinking uh, like comedy, something light and fluffy, maybe even cartoonish. Gotcha. So that's presumably not getting too surreal or anything, just like kind of light. Not Yeah, we don't need to bring in the Looney Tunes, but just like Stakes aren't up yet. Stakes are not up yet. But then act two, oh no, tragedy, maybe something that's like bleakly absurd, like a Coen Brothers movie might, uh, or possibly a little Wes Anderson, you know, that sort of thing. But yeah, like a, a, a tragedy, a drama, that sort of thing. Okay, so some sort of dark tragedy thing comes in, maybe a little bit weird or surreal or just like, uh, yeah, okay, gotcha, third. Third act is where Missy first starts trying to turn things around and come into her own power, so action movie. Action. Okay. But then act four, holy shit, everything's going wrong, horror. Okay. But then act five... She wins the day somehow, and more importantly, uh, has success at life and love and relationships. So hit her with a rom-com. Give her some romance. That is a full-ass flick. Yes. That's basically should be two flicks. And why the hell not? Let's let's aim for a runtime of four hours. <laughs> No, 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 no. We can, we, I don't want too much randomness to, I don't, I, okay, here's my thing. A randomly generated comedy, it's not going to be funny enough to sustain my attention for an hour. I'm thinking each of these acts operate under the assumption 10 to 20 minutes, certainly not longer than a half hour. Like, I would watch randomly generated comedy for 10 minutes, I would not watch it for 30. Yes. Now, are we... Let's also just talk about the medium for a second. So bad it's good movie. Are we presuming that the best medium for this is still film? Like, we can't make this into a series just because, you know, modernizing... If you want to adapt it into a comic, and then once we have it as a comic, then take it around to Hollywood, be my guest. But I think that the, the challenge was movie and very often so bad it's good movies start from movie and end as movie okay so one more time from the top that's gonna be intros kind of comedy two is kind of tragedy three is kind of action four is horror and we end on some poon (laughs) get that bone yeah so let's let's just insert some randomness okay so this is gonna be basically robot mad libs Okay, so uh, comedy, starting it out. We're introduced to Misty. What does Misty do for a living, Luke? What does Misty do for a living? Hey, Schmoogle, tell me a random job. Sorry, I don't understand. Hey, Schmoogle, tell me a random occupation. My apologies, I don't understand. All right, not sure how to ask this one. Uh, maybe, uh, ask for a list of occupations, and then we'll pick number three. I got an even better, better approach. Okay. All right. Because Schmoogle, uh, has been sort of hijacking a lot of Google algorithms, uh, you need to understand that a lot of this is based off of lists, and there's all kinds of different kinds of lists on the internet. It's more likely that I'll find that than just searching for, like, asking it for things right Right. so with that in mind we can gear this towards what will probably work well for the movie anyway and her comedy that she has to find is like she's maybe down on her luck and it's portraying her at a bad job or she needs a new job kind of thing so uh, for the something from the list of uh bad jobs yes we will be good to go. And you know what? Let's go with number three. That's a good plan still. All right. Hey, Schmoogle, what are some bad jobs? Sorry, I don't know how to help with that yet. 
Oh, I got it. I, I should be using the word careers. Yes. Hey, Schmoogle. What are some bad careers? My apologies. I don't understand. Try low paying. Hey, Schmoogle. What are some low paying careers? I found nine on the website NBCnews.com. Here we go. Fuck yes, fuck Here yes. Here are the first five. Introduction. Food preparation and serving workers, including fast food, dishwashers, cashiers. Cashier. Cashiers. She's a cashier and she fucking hates it. Okay, she's a cashier and there's plenty of chances for comedy there. There's plenty of cases of like, oh, this, uh, this customer is unreasonable. That customer is like comedically they're buying a whole lot of things and their their purchase is really complicated. Okay, and oh, her boss is breathing down her neck. Yeah, we, we gotta like channel the uh, the like porn acting level of just like bad, uh, cheesy like the room energy here. Like it's it's gotta be somebody is buying a whole bunch of inflatable uh, pool toys. And they're getting all over the place. Why did he even inflate them before well, he, he bought them? he needed to them. test them. Oh. Yeah, he's not going to buy it if it doesn't work. Yeah. And he's knocking over the... Uh, he knocked over a bucket of water onto her on a, on a bad day. Uh, and just... her boss is totally blaming her. And is oh. totally siding with him and saying, Oh, I'm sorry, you're having a bad experience. Here, have a coupon. Misty, you're going to have to clean this up. How how can you d represent our store looking all wet? <laughs> Don't mind my bucket I set up. But anyway, so okay, she's down on her luck. She's uh she's going to be heading home to her like crappy apartment or whatever. In fact, her apartment's not crappy. It's Hey Schmoogle, give me a random adjective. Sure. 81 <laughs> okay it's up on the 81st floor oh, and she's afraid man. of heights and the elevator's out she has to go up the stairs oh, oh misty and she couldn't she couldn't uh uh keep the the pool toys after they fell on the ground and blew up so now she has to take them home like she had to buy them so I don't know. That's dumb. Yeah, That's it's coming dumb. out of her paycheck. So coming she's paycheck. like worried about whether or not she'll even be able to make rent this week. And then she gets up to her apartment on the 81st floor and her inconvenient roommate is there. What's her roommate's name? Hey, Schmoogle. What's a random name? Thalassic. Adjective. Relating to the sea. The pickle. <laughs> what the shit? Vla what the shit? Vlasic, like the pickle. But, it's a pickle heiress. But it was like related to the sea, so that was an adjective. Okay, if I, so if I ask for a name, I get an adjective. If I ask for an adjective, I get a number. So we, we just we just have like the Simpsons sea captain, and he's her roommate. <laughs> okay, perfect. I'm loving this. Okay, so you'd better not be late with your half of the rent, Misty. Okay, so now we have an unfortunate tragedy. I'm assuming that the sea captain dies, and now she needs to come up with the full rent or find another roommate. But we got to figure out how does the sea captain die. Oh yes, now now we want some Cohen Brothers style life is arbitrary kind of heat here. Mm. So what is a a completely improbable but at the same time like i don't want just a heart attack but i also don't want like something comedic i just want him to to die in a way that makes you go huh like what do we what do we have in that category um i think the best way i can ask this of schmoogle i guess he could just fall off of the 81st story balcony for some reason Right, there's many ways, like, I think that if we just introduce a new random object, we can figure out a way that that killed him. Okay? Absolutely. So, <sighs> here goes. Hey, Schmoogle, what's a random object? On the website randomless.com, they say, random objects, 
Just a miscellaneous collection of things. You may see these in your bedroom, in your office, outside, in the water, in the sky, etc. Create a scavenger hunt by generating a couple lists of 10 things. Pass out those lists and race your friends to collect all the object on your list. Oh, oh I like more, scavenger hunt. I, I, I like the idea that, like, they're they're trying to have, like, a party or something, and there's, like, oh, whimsical scavenger hunt, but then something about the scavenger hunt, like, the sea captain, Vlasic, he, uh, he either, like, goes reaching for something that's far off the balcony, he tumbles off, or, he like, he goes down a manhole to try and grab something and just dies in a sewer or, or yeah. something like that. It's, like, just, he's questing after something that's just arbitrary and meaningless, and there isn't even a prize for the scavenger hunt. He's just doing it because it's a party activity, and right. somehow it leads to his untimely death. Right, so he he's trying to, like, have a fun party-style uh, situation, right? Yeah. And, and, like, here's the thing, is she would have died, too, were it not for the fact that she was worried about money, so she took on an extra shift at the cashier job that she hates, or she spent that time, like, trying to uh, trying to look for another second job, and Vlasic was trying to be like, no, no, you should come to my party, take your mind off it, but then she's like, no, 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 I gotta work. He's like, oh, come on, you know. But then his he, crazy scavenger hunt had We're just doing this two... crazy scavenger hunt, it's gonna be totally great, but then, yeah. like, he dies having just the most pedestrian safe kind of fun yeah and, she's and just it's like oh some kind of bullshit cruel fuck some kind of bullshit final destination style something okay i keep forgetting we're trying to make this bad yeah <laughs> so okay um maybe it's a really clumsy death scene too that from the editing and whatnot it looks like it's just Wait, that wouldn't have fucking killed them. Or like, okay, that's, you know, a really unconvincing thing. So quite frankly, whatever the scavenger hunt thing is, doesn't even matter if it looks fatal. It or maybe it's even something that's like already a debunked thing. Like we know that this doesn't kill you, but it still works in the context of the movie. Yeah, like, it, you know, he was looking for a fork and it dropped off the counter and stabbed him in the foot and then he dies just he dies yeah yeah okay moving on moving we on need, we, uh, okay 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 so next up is action i assume that this now turns into it looks like she's framed for murder oh no 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 no! i got it and no, i got it she's been looking for another better job right right and she and she's desperate she's answering every single want ad right unbeknownst to her she secretly answered a want ad that's actually like code words for assassins. And she just happened to answer it in just the right way that now they assume she's an assassin too. Yeah, they they bet she's that, that it's for real. Okay. Okay, so she's an accidental assassin suddenly. And oh, she's got a fresh corpse. Yeah. That's pretty convenient. Okay, so, like, obviously, somebody's, like, gonna come by for give her an interview, and then, hey, you think you're up to killing? So, oh, I see you already got one done. That's, okay, no no more proof <laughs> I needed. Like that, where she's, like, stuffed his body into the closet as this person comes by for the interview, and is like, are you experienced yet? And then the closet door just pops open, and he falls down, face down on the floor, and, and the interviewer's like, oh, Okay, cool. Yeah, you're hired. All right, say no more. I see you've got the experience we need. Able to kill a person. Uh, okay, so then that kicks off some action. I guess she's doing an assassin gig. Yeah. Uh, it's obviously going to pay more, so, like, no duh, go, go yeah, for and that. She's, she's thinking to herself, yeah, this is ethically bad, but I'm sure the person I'm killing is super bad, like it's a drug lord or a mafioso or something, and if I pull this off, like, they're paying me a couple of months worth of what I would earn at my shit job. And also, like, she's got to just make rent to so that she can continue to live in, you know, the city she always wanted to live in, which is... Hey, Schmoogle, name a random city. My apologies, I don't understand. Oh my For fuck's God. sake, Schmoogle. Hey, Schmoogle, what are the top five cities? I found five on the website gapier.com. 
Tokyo, Japan, Tokyo, city of flashing neon lights, super advanced gadgetry, hello kitty and about 13 million people, which makes it one of the most... <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, keep going. Tokyo. New York, USA, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, London, UK, and finally, London. Cape Town, South Africa. All right. So she's in London, historic London, with its 81-story skyscrapers we all know and love. Mm-hmm. And she, she's so now she's British, and or no, she she's not. No, no British. she's not she British. Be, she's not from she's anywhere. Living here, she wants to be a, a part of this culture, but she's worried that if she can't make it in the big city, she's gonna have to go back to Nebraska. Hmm, I gotcha. Okay, so she's out on this new assassin quest, uh, but unfortunately, things are gonna turn into a horror. So, does she stumble into a cult? Is this now a monster movie thing? What are we thinking? Uh, I'm thinking, like, she's surprisingly good at killing this guy. Like, she's like, huh, that actually feels really good. And, like, I'm I'm okay with what just happened. And I I was really skilled at, like, look how clean that cut is. I'm really good. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, like, maybe there's a hidden power awakening within her, but then something responds to that power. So are you saying this is a bloodlust thing? Might be, might be, or maybe there's some sort of weird ghost that's acting through her. Ghosts are good. Oh, oh, I got it, I got it. Like, she only took the job because she felt that the target was a really bad person. Maybe the target was a really bad person who killed somebody, and the unbeknownst to her, the the ghost of the person who he killed, like, possessed her and helped her, you know, get its revenge on this dude. But now she's killed this guy. That ghost is not moving on. It's sticking around with her. And it's like, yeah, you know what? Let's go fuck over everyone else who ever wronged me when I was alive. All right. So this was supposed to be a one-time vengeance deal. Yeah. But as it continues, uh, that that ghost is like, well, I was supposed to like be at peace and move on or whatever, but I'm still here, so let's keep on killing, I guess. I, I just can't let it go. You know what? I always hated, you know, my brother. Let's go kill him. Oh, you know what? I always hated this one dude who got that promotion at work that I was supposed to get. If I'd gotten that, I wouldn't be dead now. Let's go kill him. And it's trying to convince her that everything it's doing is ethically justified, and she's, like, trying to, to resist that and say, like, no, no, you get your one revenge against the person who actually murdered you. All these other people who merely contributed to your death, you don't get to kill all of them. Like, get out of me and go to the beyond. So I got to say, I feel like we've kind of covered this whole horror thing without a need for a uh, much, uh, much random element. So I'm a little concerned this one isn't random enough because I kind of want to take it to the fifth act, but... Maybe yeah, the no, ghost. You know what? Let's, needs let's get something. a weapon in there. Can we get a random okay, weapon? Okay. Okay. Signature uh, weapon. Horror movies are always good with a signature weapon. You so you want to go? You get the chainsaw. You get the machete. What? What does she use? What? What is she now surprisingly proficient with? You want to go with like the second one off the list of weapons? Fuck yeah! All right. Hey Schmoogle, what's a list of weapons? I found fifteen on Wikipedia. Here are the first five. Swords. Fighting knives and daggers. 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 Want me to tell you more? I'm good, thanks. Okay, right. so all Here's of a sudden more. she's super good with Both things. with spikes and hammers. Spears and javelins. And throwing sticks. Uh, okay, To okay. see the whole list, follow the link I just sent to your phone. God damn. What, really? <laughs> okay, okay, so maybe when she takes the job, like the guy who comes to give her the job, he gives her the dagger, and he's like, uh, this is like the, the possession of the dude who got killed, you know, maybe it'll help you. And now all of a sudden she's super good with this dagger. And as she gets more and more skilled with it, like she can throw it. Uh, she can like cut through anything with it. It hits its targets really good. Maybe it even returns to her hand in a weird way. I gotta say, you know what I'm I'm liking too is the concept of this dagger being that like the ghost is in the dagger. And right. if the ghost dagger doesn't even come in until, like, 
the 45 minute mark in the movie right like this whole time she's been using this knife and you think oh she's really good and then like she starts having a conversation with it and you're like oh wait maybe she hasn't been preternaturally good with a dagger this whole time maybe the dagger's been good with her sound good okay now we gotta make it a rom-com Okay, so Ghost is sticking around, doesn't want to leave. It's a bad ghost. It can't let go of its grudges, you know, whatever. Um, Can we turn it around so that she falls in love with the ghost? I mean, that's the only other character that's been in this thing because Vlasic is dead. No, 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 that's perfect. The ghost comes back out and goes into Vlasic. There we go. Okay, so she... So she's been keeping Vlasic around in, like, a, a Weekend at Bernie's kind of deal. Because she still doesn't know what the fuck to do with this body. And then eventually she she says, like, hey, you know what? You do have something to live for. Me. We make a great team. And then the ghost comes out of the knife, goes into Vlasic, and is like, yeah, you know what? I can experience life better as a person than as a knife. So I'm going to bring this dude back to life and I'm going to live in him. And I love you, Misty. Also, the knife isn't magic anymore, but let's keep killing people. Yay! I mean, this is my new passion. Why would we not? Why would we give that up? Also, it's surprisingly lucrative. I gotta say, too, I love the concept of the sea captain, like, being dead. Being kept around. And then, like, her over time sort of falling for this voice in the knife, a la the robot voice in her. And then it gets to be put into Vlasic, who's, you know, just a a host body. But by it getting a body, it, like, it becomes more more normal like now it's two humans no, so no, it's no. Here, cool here's the thing vlasic has this big beard and kind of dresses like a slob and as soon as he gets possessed by the spirit in the knife he's like okay uh i'm living life you know what give me a second babe and he goes into the bathroom and then comes back out a half an hour later, and he's shaved, and he's inexplicably dressed perfectly well. Maybe he's even being played by a different actor, and he's just stunningly attractive now, and he's like, ah, that's better. So, where were we? This is amazing. I mean, we're there. It's it's ready. It absolutely... Oh, we need a name for the guy in the knife. I was thinking, like... Uh, I was thinking the title of the movie could be like, uh, ghost knife, host knife or something like ghost, not ghost. I mean, maybe haunt the haunted knife. But just, just, just makes call it you, knife. The haunted knife makes you a wife. No, like for a movie to be so bad, it's good. I honestly want it to, like, rhyme in the name. <laughs> okay, so uh, like something give us just a, a list of rhymes with knife. Really not taking itself too seriously. You know what? Last chance for Schmoogle. Hey, Schmoogle, what rhymes with knife? I found three on the website, rhymedb.com. One syllable words that rhyme with knife. Fight, fight, life, right, strife, wife. Two syllable words that rhyme with knife, xy, fishwife, jackknife, midlife, midwife, nightlife, penknife, real life, wildlife. And three syllable words that rhyme with knife, afterlife, housewife. Afterlife, afterknife. Uh, I also liked, like, real life knife or something. Because it comes to life, so. Afterlife knife, though. Okay, afterlife something knife. Afterlife Af- after life, knife. Afterlife as a knife. Yeah, afterlife as a knife. <laughs> that's, that's it, man. That's it. This is so fucking stupid. This is very stupid, but I love it. Oh, and you know what? Like, this whole time she's, like, talking to this to this knife, 
And, like, eventually, like, when he gets out, uh, and, like, just the final scene when, when, like, they're, they're about to go off and, like, leave into the sunset, she turns to him and she's like, you know what, I just realized I don't actually know your name, and this stunningly handsome guy, uh, who is, like, this spirit who's, like, possessing this body, but it's her one true love, he just looks her in the eye and says, let's just knife. Yeah, yeah. Like, like literally, his name was Knife. Knife the whole time. time. That's that's pretty good. That's on on brand with how like bad good movies are. This sounds good. Okay, here's here's what I what I think. Okay, I think we actually landed pretty close to the uh, uh, to the mission here. Yes, that like this is this is sound like a pretty bad movie, but pretty good one. But it's not so bad it's good in the room way or like an unintentional way it's more like in the way like rubber is Mm. good like that was a very intentionally made movie that was just very surreal and you know also didn't take itself too seriously and that's sort of the vibe i'm getting here that like you could make that movie into whatever the fuck you wanted nobody's gonna call you out on it so that sounds like a lot of fun to make regardless fuck yeah Cool. Okay. <laughs> Afterlife as a knife. <laughs> Afterlife as a knife it is. I would watch this. Also, I know we say this all the time when we make a movie, but it's like, yeah, I would watch this. But also, of all of the movies we've made, like we made an action movie, we made a kung fu movie, we made a horror movie. Uh, I gotta say, oh, and, and like a zombie movie, we've made a couple of movies at this point. We have. Um, I gotta say. This is like the one that I would be most excited to make mm. because it seems pretty fun and like you can't screw it up because it's all of its random garbage. But like it could be very fun. I, I don't know. So point being, uh, I think we succeeded. Like, oh, one, th- one thing that I want to have that's very important. Uh, canonically, this movie takes place in London, England on an 81st story apartment (laughs) building. Right, right. Absolutely, as you are filming this, none of it should be shot in England. None of the actors should have a convincing English accent. And absolutely, it should not be shot by anyone who has access to a high rise. So, like, all of that has got to be done with either stock footage or, like, trying to hold up a matte painting outside of the window or... Yeah, no, it's it's like on point that it be like, you know, like CN Towers in the background in one scene or something. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's clearly downtown Toronto, but everyone is pretending that it's London. Yeah. Right. All right, anyway, this has been Hey, I've Got an Idea Show. The verdict for this week. Uh, would you... Okay, here's the spin on the old favorite, because, you know, the favorite being, would you watch this... Pretty sure y'all will watch this. It sounds like a fun time for an hour of your life. Absolutely. Uh, would you want to help make this? Ah. Whichever part of your craft you would be able to contribute, even if it's just holding a fucking light or whatever. We need a best boy. We need a key grip. Yeah. Would you be willing to put your time into this, or does it sound like, you know, I really got other shit I ought to do... You know, like, what if it was for free? Like, you weren't getting paid. Would you still want to help make this garbage? Yeah, like, if your buddy calls you up and is like, hey, can I get you to come over and be an extra in my movie? I'll totally put your name in the credits. (laughs) And, like, you're not even sure if you want to be associated. And and you're like, I'll give you a copy of the movie. It's like, oh, you'll give me, like, a DVD. Oh, we're not making a physical copy, but I'll give you a digital copy of the movie. It's like, yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah, man, this is this is this is good. This is good shit. Um, and, and quite frankly, I like when I say we succeeded. I honestly think we did in the sense that we wanted it to be bad. We wanted it to be so bad it's good, and we wanted it to be unintentionally made, but then also intentionally like crafted. We 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 got all four. That's we did it. Mm-hmm. So cool. Good for us. If you want us to make something that you want us to hear us make for you yes uh tweet at us at h-i-g-a-i show please do that and uh you know what next week 
Uh, I'm just gonna say it. I don't care what y'all want. I'm I'm just gonna call it. Oh, I'm, gonna oh. t- I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what we're making. Oh, oh, oh taking the reins. Yes, Luke, hit me. Yeah, hit fu- me. yeah, fuck it. See these reins? Indeed. These are my reins. <laughs> Give me that. There. Do it. Well, am I pulling too tight? No, go for it. Pull harder. TF TFB. Yeah. Here it is. Elevator. 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 We need to reinvent the elevator. We do. And we will. We will. Next week on Hey, I've Got an Idea Show. And that'll be enough needless creative conversation for one night, I think. Yes, indeed it will. And until next week, dear listeners, thumbs up, monorail eggplant. Good night, everybody. Good night. Hey, I got an idea.